The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Vileen Shah, your facilitator for ILO Braille, sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and supported by American Council of the Blind. I would like to welcome our host, I think it's Tom, right, Tom? Yes, sir. Terrific, terrific. Thank you. And of course, uh, who is the streamer today, by the way? And that would oh. be Herbie. All right, Herbie. Welcome, Herbie. And welcome, everybody else. Uh, as you all know, today is the second Thursday, and our feature is I Have a Question. I, th I, I, I did not mention the date in the beginning. Uh, it should be April 13th. So I think we are doing good. Uh, I would like to check if Jody is here. Jody has some announcement, but it looks she's not yet with us. All right. So we'll wait until she comes, and then, of course, we will continue. So before we begin, um, I would like to give you a warm-up question. When we write in contracted Braille, the word Braille, how many spaces do we save? Please raise your hand. When you use the contraction for Braille, how many spaces do we save if we have to write it uncontracted? I hope you got my question. It's so easy. So let's see who has raised the hand. Okay, Callie has her hand raised. Yes, please speak up. Uh, we say four spaces. Four spaces. Could you explain? Well, because Braille in uncontracted would be spelled B-R-A-I-L-L-E, which are seven um, letters. Correct. But the contraction for Braille is B-R-L. So that's three spaces. So seven minus three equals four. Wow, you gave it a mathematical explanation as well. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I cannot think of any better explanation. So with that, this question is over. And now I would like you to raise your hand if you have any Braille-related question. We will take kind of first come first. We'll take the first question, and then we'll open it for the participants to answer. So hopefully somebody has a question. I'm pretty sure everybody here is not a Braille expert. At least I'm not. Right, any question, please raise your hand. Be sure uh, it is a Braille-related question, yes. Kelly is up first. Now, Kelly, are you still up here for a question or your hand is up for the answer for the previous No, question? my hand was still raised. I don't oh, it was still, I'm sorry, time. okay. Yeah, sorry, we need to look for that. Okay, no problem, no problem, that's fine. Beth okay, seems... Beth's up here. Yes, Beth. 
I'll mute yourself, Beth. Hello, Beth. Oh, it seems. Oh, there you go. Hello, Beth. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a question. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Did it look like I did? I'm sorry. Uh huh. All right. So it looks you have no question about Braille. Interesting. Okay, let's try this one. We have Sue. Okay, okay can you hear me? Yep. Yes, very well. All right. Um, the question is, yes. how do you write a word? Do I, If the word is shade or shadow, do I write an SH combination and then AD and then like for shadow, the OW um, mm -hmm. contraction? Or do mm -hmm. I write S and then the had, the H-A-D contraction, mm -hmm. and then the O-W contraction? Interesting. Very good. So let's see now. Here's how it works. Anybody who has the answer to Sue's question, please raise your hands. Until we get the final answer. And the final analysis of this question, we will not go to the second question. Yeah, that's, this is an interesting question. All right, let's see who has the answer. Raise your hand. Okay, Patricia's hand is up. I'm not sure if it's for the question to answer the question or not, but uh, that's who's up first. Patricia? Hi, Patricia. Hi, no, sorry. Hi. I, was, but, uh, I had another question similar to that. So I'm going to mute <laughs> and hope somebody else comes up with this. Which is, I think okay, I okay. Know, we, we, not, we will certainly sure. take your question, but let's finish the discussion on the first question. Okay. So please no bear problem, with that. No problem. <laughs> okay. Let's see who, who has the answer. Please raise your hand. No. Beth has her, her hand yeah, up. Yeah, I see Beth up here. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, that's actually for another question, but I'll let you guys finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad we have two more people waiting with a question. So. All right. So now we go to the next one, who is 573 uh, area code, I think. Right, Tom? Uh, good evening. How are you? Zoom optimized audio okay, is on. Noise suppression uh, yeah, is enabled. I think so. 573 is Rick, I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> At least I was last night. You can name knew. him Rick. Yeah. Hi, Rick. Yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. Yes. How you doing? Okay, terrific. Um, so, and by the way, we think the ablation worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. Anyway, um, uh, I've always seen it written with the SH sign. Uh, yeah. I think it's kind of a, a pronunciation issue. Mm. Uh, as opposed to Shadow. <laughs> uh, so uh, um, unless you have a uh, spanning a compound word, I'm pretty sure you'd use the SH sign. And it wouldn't even save any space to do it the other way. You'd still have three cells to, re to, to uh, take up your SHAD part. And... Uh, mm -hmm. Was, oh, uh, in the word haddock, that's something else again, because uh, that H-A-D is the, first, is the whole first syllable, and it is pronounced haddock. So yes. unlike mm -hmm. old times where the double D took precedence over the H-A-D, 
which you'd see it in eBay. Um, you'd see it H A W D O C K in eBay, but in uh, UEB, uh, since there's nothing to um, to contradict it, uh, to, to contravene hey, I, it, you'd have your four five six H D O C K. I think. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So yeah, for her direct question, it'd be the S H sign. It's about HAD sign, yes. I mean, can we use right. HAD sign while re writing shadow? Uh, and I don't I think, think so. We cannot, right. But what is the explanation? And yeah, you gave a couple of reasons that look good. But let's hear from someone else as well. So okay, if good. anybody else has any answer. Uh, we have Linda. Linda Pekarski is up next. Yes, Linda. Linda Pai. We call her Pai. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yes, I, I believe that the yes. initial letter contractions take precedent when it there the uh, had would not be the full syllable in this case, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because okay. you don't, and because you're not saving any space too, right. um, the initial letter contraction takes precedent. Okay, very good. Yes, let's see who else. I think Beth is ready with a question. So anybody else who has the answer to this question that Sue Bressel has asked? Uh, do we have anybody any more, I don't see any more hands. Okay, all right. So, uh, well, when nobody's hand is up, my hand is always up which means I'm going to explain, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think uh, three issues came up here. One, it does not save any space. And of course, saving space is our primary uh, motto when we do contracted braille. However, we do not want to save space at the cost of rules. We need to follow the rules as well. And second issue that came up was, uh, as Rick mentioned, pronunciation. And yes, that is also true, because there is no pronunciation of H-A-D, had, in this word, so we cannot use it. And as Linda said, initial contraction takes precedence. So initial contraction is SH. And by sacrificing the SH contraction, we and using the had contraction, we are not saving space anyway. So that's also a quite a logical explanation. But basically, it is really a pronunciation issue. You know, when you do not pronounce H A D as had, you cannot use that contraction. Um, also, as far as I know which uh, I'm not sure about the rule book, but I think HAD uh, contraction is mainly used at the beginning of a word and not in the middle, but that's something I need to check. But I, I think that's how I have seen it every time. But how about the rule that says we I have to check? But uh, let's see. So basically we go with the pronunciation and if it is not pronounced as had, we cannot use that contraction. That's the bottom rule. Does that help you, Sue? 
I hope so. I hope I remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. thank you so much. You remember that now. Okay. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Uh -huh. All right. We go to Patricia who said that she has a question and then we'll go to Beth. So Patricia. Um, what, what's your last name, you Patricia, work? by the way? Patricia, what's Say your again? last name? Yeah. My last name? Uh-huh. If you would like to share, of course. Belcher, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Um, and uh, I, um, my question is, how do you write wherever? W-H-E-R-E-V-E-R. Uh, I'm thinking I, I, I usually do the, the five, the WH contraction and then mm -hmm. V for where it's five WH and then VER. But yeah, that one confuses me. And what's the word you said? Wherever W-H-E-R-E-V-E-R. -E -E uh -huh. Oh, yes. Oh, uh -huh. yes. Wherever. Wrong, I don't know. Well, I can tell you, wherever you see, wherever you have a question. Okay, right? <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> All right, very good. So let's see wherever, how best we can write and what is the correct way of writing wherever. And please raise your hands if you have the answer. Uh, Patricia's question. Linda Pekarsky has a hand raised. Linda Pekarsky. All right, Linda. It's the WH contraction followed mm -hmm. by the ER contraction mm -hmm. followed by the ever contraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, do you know why so? Or uh, uh, do you know if there's any other way we could do this? I've never seen it any other way. <laughs> You've never seen it, right. So okay. wherever you read wherever, this is how it was written, correct? Yes, correct. All right. Let's see who else has some more explanation on this. Doesn't seem to be any hands right now. No hand up. And do we have Clubhouse, by the way? Who was it you're looking for? Clubhouse, anybody taking no, care of the... No, 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 there's nothing. No Clubhouse anymore. Okay. Right now. Okay. Not, not currently. All right. Thank you, Tom. Okay. So, well, actually, that is true, Patricia. Uh, you know, by using the WH and ER and then the ever contraction, we are saving good amount of spaces. And at the same time, this is the most correct way of writing wherever in Braille. Do you have any uh, concern or any doubt about this, Patricia? Or uh, do you, would you like to tell um, us where you feel any confusion or something like that? No, no, you are an excellent teacher. I under completely, I, I understand exactly what you said. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm just a little curious, Patricia. Are you joining first time today? Or you have been uh, with us before? Yeah. I've been with you before. Uh -huh. uh, I just haven't spoken up that much, but okay. I made my mind up. Next time there was a question, I was going to find out about wherever. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining. 
And then we can go to the next person. I think Beth has a question. Beth? Actually, uh, Marcia Summers okay. has her hand raised. I don't know if she has a question, a same question. I'm or sorry, who? Marcia Summers. Oh, okay. Let's try. Yeah. It, uh, Professor. Hello. Yes. yes. I have down that where is dot five one five six. Oh, you have a question, right? One. Well, <laughs> I'm still on that wherever. Oh. Oh, say it again. What is that? Dot five. Uh, yeah, one, five, five, six, six. And, then, and then what do you write? Well, oh, right. You, you, there's no two E's in wherever, is there? Exactly right. So that's so then you cannot point. use the ever contraction. You know, once if you do that, then you cannot use the ever contraction. Okay. And uh, in which case, it's, it's not right, you know. Okay. Okay, okay. good, good, good. Okay. All right, let's take Beth's question now, Beth. Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mm -hmm. had a question about, um, <clears throat> seems like a long time ago when we were with, um, you were with Hadley, it was, um, uh, your friend talked about Braille on the smartphone that, I, I don't know if there's a program or if there's a, a command um, that you there's a way you can get Braille on your smartphone, like actual Braille that you read on the screen. Oh, okay. Let me understand your question, Beth. I think you are trying to understand how you can use a Braille option on a smartphone, correct? Yes, yes, on the, on the right. actual screen. It seems uh, I picked your brain and I already scheduled Herbie, who is going to give a presentation on using Braille format, or, or no, what is it, not format, using Braille option on smartphones. <laughs> but that will be in August. So if you could okay. wait, but let's see. Let's see if somebody can at least briefly tell us how we can do this. And uh, if Herbie, you can participate, you are most welcome. You, you're going to tell it in very, uh, tell it very briefly. Or anybody else, please raise your hand. If you are using Braille option on your smartphone, I'm not that smart to use that Braille option. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, we got several hands up. In the first several one, hands. Yeah, oh, I don't know if they all are for this question or not, but the first one on my list is Jewel. All right, Jewel. As precious as Jewel, what's your answer? I had something <laughs> for after this. My hand was already raised. Yep. Oh, you, you but, have a question, Ju? I had a comment to share, um, but it's not on this topic. Okay, but it's, it's not about smartphone, right? Right. It's, uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see what your comment is about. I had a website to share um, <laughs> that's related to UEB. So in UEB, there is um, a lot more options for math. But not everybody knows that coding. Um, and I was on the Braille Room call and I found a website that tells all the coding for <laughs> UEB when it comes to math. So we were talking about the degree sign and it was on there. It's uebmath.aphtech.org. -E and it has all of the math code. And I'm 
pretty sure you um, APH also has the rest of the UEB, but this one's specifically for math-related code for UEB. UEBmath.aphtech, so like technology.org. Mm -hmm. And that's Great for website. an iPhone? Oh, sorry. sorry that, is a, that is a website. So you can get it to your on your iPhone. Um, yeah, it's just all the math code. This is a different topic, though. No, it's a different topic. Oh, but oh, then... Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is not a comment, of course, but I would uh, put it in the category of information. Right. This is great exactly. information, and we'll certainly, you know, uh, uh, have it shared more with you a little later if we have time. But okay. right now, we will focus on Beth's question about using Braille option on your smartphone. Okay, anyway. Who is next? Several hands up. So Yeah, Marsha Summers has her hand up. I don't know whether I didn't know it from before or not. So Marsha, what's uh what's going on? Yeah. I, I tried to, to lower my hand. So okay, I'll, okay, it wasn't me. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Who is next? Okay, this is Jody Ayanazi. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but that's who's up next. Hi, Jody. Yes, yes. Hi. hello, Valina and everyone. Uh, yeah. There, you can do Braille input on a smartphone. Uh, you go to accessibility, and you can see some of the features there. You can add it to the rotor so that you can bring up the uh, Braille input keyboard, and it, you can either have it as a tabletop format or uh, or vertical, like if you wanted to hold the phone on your chest. So there's actually two different modes you can do it in. That's for the Braille input. And then for Braille output, you can pair any Braille display to your phone, including the NLS e-readers. So you, you can do Braille input and Braille uh, output on your smartphone. And can I also give some information? Great. Okay, the, uh, the National Library Service now has the uh, manuals for both the HumanWare and the ZoomX e-readers available uh, through BARD as a, a Braille file, or you can call the library and get a hard copy uh, Braille uh, description of or the, you know, the Braille on demand. You can get a hard copy form of the manuals and for both the HumanWare and the ZoomX e-readers. Wow, that's terrific. Of wow. course, that's again, <laughs> uh, uh, apart from the question we have on the floor, but that the announcement I was waiting to hear from you in the beginning. Yes. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I was a little bit a... late. I'm sorry if you called for me. I was a little <laughs> bit late. Yeah, you were not here. But anyway, this, oh, this, I'm sorry. Uh, our, our purpose was to have the information shared and that you gave which is great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sorry. So once late. again, uh, uh, using the Braille option, uh, you have to uh, have the Braille keyboard. You, you need to bring it on and then you can use it. Right, Jory? So Jory's gone. Okay. Let's see who is next. No, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. You can, yeah. instead of selecting the standard keyboard, you can select a Braille input keyboard. Yes. On the on the screen. On the screen. Yes, yeah. on the screen. Yes. And then you can use your Braille way of writing or typing, and it works. 
Yes, okay. and you can use uh, both uncontracted and contracted. You can select. Oh. You, you can select uh, all the features that you want under the accessibility features. Aha! Uh -huh. Oh, interesting. Interesting. The braille okay. instead of the braille standard keyboard. What did you say? I had to put the. No, no, no. Instead of using instead of using the regular keyboard that's on your phone for the you know like a QWERTY keyboard. Okay. You can select a braille input keyboard. It's on the screen. So you have oh. your one, two, three buttons on the left and your, you know, four, five, six on the right. And then there's various gestures for spacing and uh, okay. all that other. Mm. So then, of course, it calls for tremendous amount of practice, I believe. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. you don't want to press more dots than needed and, you know. <laughs> Things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, when when Herbie comes on, Herbie uses it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Herbie, Herbie be a great one to talk about it. Oh yeah, and uh, he he's going to talk on that. You know, his presentation is scheduled on the first Thursday of August. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. So then we will have more smart people uh, participating in the smartphone presentation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing wonderful about Apple is they've made their their products accessible from day one and right out of the box. Yes. And it's really wonderful. That is definitely wonderful. Really good for Apple. Even the voiceover, it has been prepared from a blind person user's point of view, you know. Yes. They understand our needs. And that is commendable. Okay, let's see who else has more explanation about using a Braille option. All right, let's see what Scott Edwards has to say. He's up next. Scott? Okay. All right, thanks. Yes, Scott. Yeah, I was, uh, I was basically going to say what you just said uh, as far as the, okay. you, have, you, you have the options of Braille, the Braille screen input, which is where you're, you're actually using your fingers on the screen as if you were writing on a Braille writer or some kind of a keyboard. Or, and, of course, the... the uh, to re actually read Braille, you the the only way to do that, of course, is with a Braille display. And there is no way to have Braille uh, come up on your screen of the smart of the smartphone itself. No, there is no way to do that. No, <laughs> you have to have. But probably that makes me curious a little bit that if you have a Braille font on the smartphone, can the voiceover read it? You know, the voiceover otherwise reads your now, email and everything. You know, because nowadays it reads, yeah. Uh, yeah. nowadays it, it does descriptions of things on the screen. A little, it gives little, little it's descriptions here and there of different things that come up. It has like screen recognition and stuff. Yes. Okay. So that's not something we can think of. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. let's see who else. Oh, thank you, Scott. Okay, Jewel is up next. Hi, Jewel. Yeah, so I can actually speak to um, Braille output. Um, Braille inputs on the screen I don't use, um, but there is a mm -hmm. device out there that if you don't like the um, on-screen, I can't remember what it's called, but it's that little... <sighs> what it's called it's a little device that has the six keys um like like the braille dots and it's like a little remote for your phone um 
there's a couple of people who have that. It comes out of Europe. Um, but for Braille output, your Braille display, once it is connected to your phone, will read out anything that VoiceOver will read out. It works with VoiceOver. So when it has a notification, it puts a full Braille cell. Usually, you can turn that off, but it will put a full Braille cell usually um, on default, and then it'll have the notification. Or if it's specifically a voiceover announcement, then it'll, it'll read that out with a full Braille cell. Um, I find that very handy. Um, and it will pop up, like if you have a message that comes in and you're reading a book, it'll pop up with a full Braille cell of messages, so-and-so said so, such and such. Um, so it can be really handy for that, but it will interrupt if you're reading a book or something. So if you don't want to be interrupted, you might want to put it in focus mode or something um, or turn off that option. There's a lot of options available out there for customization. You could also do auto scrolling through your through your Braille display for your iPhone. Um, and you can also do um, voiceover commands and you can customize that. So, for example, I have customized my rotor gestures to be uh, dots two, three, seven, and dots uh, five, six, eight for the rotor, and then to change it, dots uh, two, three, and five, six um, to select it. You know, um, so that makes it really easy for me to switch between the languages, and I'll be talking about world languages on the 22nd in um, doing dig Braille digitally. So that's something to consider also. So it can be oh. really fun. Yeah, I'll be doing a presentation for doing Braille digitally on for, uh, world languages, everything from Spanish to Arabic to Japanese. <laughs> oh, really? When? Where are you doing it? Uh, on the 22nd, with the doing Braille digitally. That'll be on the 22nd. 22nd know, of April? Weeks. Yes, this month. Uh -huh. Yep. Oh, wow. So that'll be the April 22nd. And it's talking about using a Braille display with your phone to um, go through the world languages and also with the computer with JAWS. Um, so mm -hmm. very handy, um, especially if you're learning a language. I'm learning Japanese and learning the Japanese Braille code along with the um, audio, which I have found very handy because if I try to do the lesson without the without the Braille, I have a lot of errors. If I do it with the Braille, almost every time, 100%, no errors. So it makes uh, do a big you know difference. Japanese? Uh, a little bit. I can little say bit. some things. Okay. I can say, Oki um, It's a big truck. Stuff <laughs> 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 like that. Little yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Particularly uh, if you were born speaking only English. Right. Japanese um, is quite a language. challenge. Well, French is my second language. I'm Cajun, so I learned that very early on. But I love languages. I know Spanish, some French, some German, a little tiny bit of Arabic, and a little bit tiny bit of Japanese. So I love languages. So we'll be talking about that on the 22nd. But um, for Braille output, it works really great. Um, I have the NLS uh, HumanWare e-reader. Really works great with the phone. So... The only thing I would mention is sometimes the Bluetooth can be a little slow. So if you find that it's slow, you can plug it into your phone and that will make a huge difference for speed. Mm -hmm. um, if you get one of those <laughs> lightning to USB adapters. Uh, Jewel, when is your presentation? Mm -hmm. Jewel, right? Yes, it's, it'll be April 22nd during the do, doing Braille digitally call. 
No, what time? Um, can't recall what time that is. Uh, uh-uh. if anybody can remember the time for the doing braille digitally call, it, <laughs> okay. I don't want right. to say a time and then be wrong. <laughs> All right, no problem. Well, okay. hey, this is Jody. Can I make a comment? Oh, uh, sure. Go ahead. I was going to say when you do braille input using the keyboard on your phone, you're not actually typing braille characters. It's it come it appears on your screen as the uh, the print equivalent. Right, it translates it. Yeah, oh. but somebody seemed to be confused about that a minute ago. So I I wanted to uh, oh, good clarify to know. that when you type on the screen, you're not typing the braille characters. You're actually typing the print character. Oh. Right. If you were to type um either on the screen or on your braille display the ST contraction three four, it will automatically translate it to ST on your screen. And so if you're writing an email, it will translate it automatically to uncontracted um and you know just print English so that anybody can read it. And then using your Braille display, it will your Braille display will then translate it back to contracted Braille. If that's what you have it on. Well, Very that, handy. That takes me to a supplementary question. Of course, I would like to confirm with Beth all that has been said. Did you understand all of that, uh, Beth, so far? Yeah, I I always thought that you had to type um, <clears throat> the characters, but you just read on the um, screen. Okay. What the print says. So that I find interesting, but yeah, Herbie probably could, you know, if he's speaking on that. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, uh, are you using Braille option on your smartphone, Beth? I'm not. You, you want to try it, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, we just mentioned, uh, I think, Jewel, you said that if you press DOS 3 and 4, uh, it appears ST uh, on the screen. I mean, right. uh, that is clear to me that the screen does not show Braille character. It shows the print version. Right. It will translate it to but regular that print. that takes me to another question here. How does the smartphone know that your DOT 3.4 is a fraction line or ST sign? Or the word still. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Because that's three, four can be used for uh, any of these things. Thank goodness it's not anymore used for a slash. Slash has now <laughs> become a two cell sign. But at least a smart, it's line. a smartphone, Valine. It's smart. Yes. Smartphone <laughs> is smart. Yeah. Smarter exactly than me. That. Um, it's smarter so than me. Okay. I have uh, to answer that. Um, when. Yeah. You are doing a fraction, you have mm-hmm. to have the four, five, six. Yeah. Um, okay. If it is going to be ST, it does not change it to still, um, mm-hmm. if it's going to be the word, until you hit a space bar. Once yes. you hit the space bar, it puts the full word in. If it, you put something after the ST, then it assumes that it's ST. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the difference. Oh. Yep. So if you put in like the letter Y, and then you hit the space bar, it's going to assume that's Y O U. But if you put something after it, it's not going to assume that's the Y. So it, it's pretty smart about it. It is smart about it. <laughs> oh, so so like if you write S T yeah. space, then we'll be, we'll, we'll... It'll change it to the word. It oh, will write the word okay. still. Yeah, so, yeah. Just like mm-hmm. if you put in, um, for example, uh, I think of another one that would be similar. If you put in. 
dot five is not mm. going to recognize that as anything. But if you mm. put the letter D after that, then it'll go, oh, that's day. Day. You know, it will automatically okay. recognize that. So, so it yeah. waits for your two cell contractions to be over. Exactly. But if you put a B before that and then dot five and then D, it'll go, oh, there's something before that. That can't be day. So it knows the rules of Braille. Okay. So wow. <laughs> the smartphone knows it has the rule book memorized. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Terrific. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, Beth, do you have any more question about this using Braille option on smartphone before we move to oh. the next question? I yeah, I think that's it. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Okay, let's see if anybody has another Braille-related question. Well, Callie has had her hand up there for a good while, so Callie, it's your turn. Callie. Hi. Hi. Well, it's, I'm kind of going back to the Braille on the iPhone um, thing, because uh -huh. Jewel, I believe it was her name, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, Jewel. Um, she was talking about the various um, Braille input devices, Mm -hmm. um, there are two that I'm aware of that are mechanical. Like I own an Orbit Braille writer. Yes. It costs $99 from AT guys. Yeah. It looks like a, it's a miniature version of a Perkins style keyboard. You've got dots one, two, three to the right, dots four, five, six on the left. You've got a space bar in the middle at the bottom where you can press with your thumbs. And it also has a backspace and a, a new line key and everything like that it just feels like a Perkins style keyboard. And it's about the width of an iPhone. If you're laying it in landscape mode, if you're laying your life, your iPhone in landscape mode, it's about that same width. It's very light and it was $99. And I use that for all of my input text input into my iPhone in contracted Perfect. Braille. Um, I, there's also I, an, an item called the Habel One, and that's out of Europe. It's a bit more costly. I think it's $2.99. And like I said, Jewel will probably know the exact cost uh, more than I will. But from what I said, that's a, a bit more involved because I believe you can control your entire iPhone with the Habel One. And um, with the Orbit Braille Writer, it's basically just used to input Braille. And I can move around my iPhone screen with it um, and everything like that. Um, the Braille screen input, which you can do on the glass on your iPhone, I tried it for a month, but the ergonomics of it just didn't work for me. I like my fingers fitting into like a keyboard. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, um, but the just the ergonomics of my hands, my hands would actually like hurt after a while just trying to type um, the Braille screen input on the iPhone. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, but I do have a question if you don't have anything else, Dr. Shaw. One uh, thing I think I heard you saying, uh, who is this, Kelly? Uh, you know, dots one, two, three on the right and four, five, six on the left. Um, is that something you said or I misheard or? Uh, don't oh, is it, no, it's one, two, two three, three on, the, on left. the left and four, yeah. five, six on the right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one good thing. We are all humans and humans err. So oh, that's no big goodness. deal. 
Thank you. Thank and you. Okay. My I question just... was no, go ahead, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, my question was can somebody tell me what the differences are between, like, I know NLS is giving out these e readers, but what's the difference between an e reader and a Braille display, or are there any differences? Wow. Okay. Let's see who has the answer to that question. What's the difference between e-reader and braille display? And there is some difference, I know. But let's see who can tell. Nobody has the answer? We do have some hands raised, but I don't know if it's, uh, there's somebody that had their hand raised before. So, Could you announce the name? Yeah, Alice Massa has her hand raised. Oh, okay. Hello. Yes. Uh, for Jewel and for everyone, I wanted to say that uh, the digital Braille call uh, on Saturdays and when Jewel will be there on April 22nd is 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Central Time. And I frequently listen to that. So that's why I happen to know that I listen on ACB Media 5 to that particular call, and I'll look forward to that, Jewel. And as far as the question at hand now, I guess the basic, one of the basic things, and other people can add much more to this than I, is that the e-reader is not a note-taking device. So okay. You store uh -huh. notes in the device. Mm -hmm. And that's all for now. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, it seems uh, Rick has some answer. Okay. 573 area code. Okay. okay I, believe this... more. I was going to say it's already been covered. Yeah. But it's covered. One, one yeah. little point of <clears throat> braille yeah. correction. Um, contractions like dot .5D and dot .5H can indeed be used inside of words. And... Uh, Someone said that they didn't think so, but yeah, you can use, like, in fact, uh, UEB has even expanded that a little bit, like uh, the word sphere. Now you can use a dot five H in that, um, and use dot five D and Mon Sunday, Monday, and what have you, or even mm -hmm. daydream. Yes. Uh, so, and, and what, I, what I'm not sure of is, can you use the dot five S in chromosome? There may be a, a pronunciation issue there. But uh, for the most part, yeah, you can use dot five followed by a letter inside of a word. In fact, I'll even let you use four five W in sword now with UEB. Oh yeah, in UEB you can use that. Yes, sword. Uh, that's uh, I, but dot five S in chromosome is chromosome is not used. I think it's because of pronunciation. Uh, that's where the problem. I, I I really feel a little uncomfortable. That sometimes you apply the rules of pronunciation, so sometimes you apply the rules of salification. Uh, not much now in UEB, but you know, and sometimes you well, just use the contraction. Like the dot five O is is notorious for that. You can use it in honest yes. and honey, and there certainly are pronunciation issues there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's, you know, I don't know why the people who designed contractions, why they keep 
fluctuating about the need for pronunciation, you know. But that's a big issue. So we'll keep it aside. But thank you for your explanation, Rick. Okay, thanks. And uh, do we have Jewel now saying something? Yes, sir. Jewel yes. is up. Yes, Jewel. I have a couple of things. Um, yes. I didn't know about the Orbit writer so much. I, I was aware that it's out there, but I wasn't sure what it was. So thank you for sharing that. I believe that her name was Kelly. I'm not I'm not sure. The the lady that was talking about the two devices, the Hable one is the one I was thinking of coming out of Europe. The difference is that one is set up like a Braille cell. So it's got the one, two, three on the left and the th four, five, six on the right. But it's not vertically across. And if you did turn it upside down, then the one, two, three would be on the right and the four, five, six on the left. <laughs> um, the other no, thing no, that was... was that's yeah, just okay. You know, it, it was just an error. Yeah, it was slip off down, you know. Um, so. Yeah, so um, I was just being silly about that. So, a question um, on the my, yeah. yeah. So the so, other thing was I wanted to mention real quick, and then I have I do have yeah. an answer for that question as well. Um, when I said um, dot five D, and then I mentioned the B dot five D dot five d cannot be used after b because it doesn't make a word that's what i was saying so that would make bead instead of uh b day um of course dot five d can be used in a word but not after right after a b because that doesn't make a word um so you can't do b day for birthday you'd have to put a hyphen in there um otherwise it makes bead um so or no mm -hmm. that'd be dot two but it would still want to do the day it wouldn't um no it wouldn't turn that into a into day for the rules. Um so the other thing was with the braille displays, the big difference between an e-reader and a braille display is that yes. it has um direct access to BARD and Bookshare and NFB Newsline. You can download directly onto your um device. Most braille displays um do not have that note takers however do but the difference between the e-reader and the uh, note takers as somebody mentioned is that it is not a note-taking device there is not an editor function in the e-reader it is only for um output and you can input through another device which you cannot write on the device itself um, but unlike most Braille displays, you can download books directly into the device. It has internal storage. So it's kind of like a step down from a note taker, step up from a Braille display. So okay. kind of this in between is, the two. Yeah, this is a perfect explanation. Thank mm -hmm. you. Is this mm -hmm. Jewel, right? I love my e-reader. Yeah. Yeah, Thank cool. you, Jewel. This uh, is I Kelly. may Thank you. I may put it this way. An e-reader is a Braille display plus something. It's just not only a Braille display, but more than a Braille display. Am I That's right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because it's yeah. Braille display plus BARD and Bookshare yeah. and NFB Newsline. Plus BARD and, yeah. And it allows you to download books. It can be connected with Wi-Fi. Other Braille displays not. And other dis Braille displays like Focus 4E or any, anyone, any other name you, you know or use, you know, they are just hooked with the computers, and they just tell you what's on the screen in Braille. So they just display Braille. They don't do other things, but this one does. And you can even read books uh, 
using an e-reader independently without having it connected with anything, any computer. You don't have to. You can still read. You can read books, and you can store them in your um, uh, folders and read whenever you need. Okay. So does that help you to understand the difference? Uh, who asked, Kelly? Yes, this is Kelly. Yeah, it does. Kelly. Thank you yeah. very much, Doctor. It does. Shaw it does help you, right? Yeah. Yes. So yes, e-reader sure. e is a braille display, but it's not just a braille display. It's more than that. Okay. Let's see. Still, if anybody else has more to contribute to this question on the floor, what is the difference between e-reader and a braille display? Don't see anyone now. Jody had her hand up, but she lowered it. So I don't okay. know if she still would like to speak or right. not. So we have time to get one more question, just in case it pops up in somebody's mind. Please raise your hand. You have about 11 more minutes left. Yes, 11 more minutes left. So we have good room for, depending on the type of question, we have, a, we have time. Okay, Jules, back up. Jules? Uh, Jules? Yeah, Hi. I'm just curious to, and I just thought this may be something that people can think about. Are there any other Braille codes beyond literary that people are interested in, whether that's Nimit, whether that's music, whether that's foreign language, whatever? Think about it and maybe see if there's some interest in other codes. Um, you know, I'd just be curious. I know many of those. I'd be interested in helping people who are, might be interested. Um, I know I did a presentation on Braille music quite a bit back. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd see if there was a lot of interest in other codes as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so your question is what? Are there any other Braille codes? Are there interest in other codes and what codes? Like what would people be interested in? Would there be interest in, for example, Nimit? We might be able to get somebody in here to talk about the Nimit code with UEB, something like that. Okay. Let's see if anybody has any anything to say about this uh, question. Yeah. Hi, uh, Beth's uh, up. She may yes. have something to say yes. about this. Beth? Okay. Um, yeah, I I was always um, interested in the Nemeth code because um, I have a math book that I'm just kind of you know it's um you know it's not school or anything it's just you know it has signs I think it was the old Braille but it seems like it's written in um, maybe old Braille but Braille also I never have used before so I don't know if they kind of mixed old braille with new braille because like like canceling out and and it seems like after every problem they always have a plus sign it i've noticed in um i think was fractions so yeah yeah i'd be interested in the nemeth and maybe music okay so, so yeah. uh the book you have uh, you think it is written in old Braille with Nimitz code? It's a book on math, correct? Yeah, it's all the math you'll ever need. Okay. As far as I know, <coughs> uh, Nimitz means old Braille, you know, oh. because UEB has not accepted Nimitz code. 
UB has a math math code. It's of its own. How much difference is there? I have no idea. But maybe somebody <laughs> has. But remember, UB did not accept Nemeth code. So with the acceptance of UB, including the math code, Nemeth code is gone. No longer there. But of course, the United States has decided to retain a Nemeth code. And therefore, okay. most school math books are still written in Nemeth code. And I'm not sure then. I, I don't go to school. But I'm not sure if they are <laughs> using UEB with Nemeth code or they're using old Braille, AB. But most books otherwise were written in old Braille. I call it old, of course, which is <laughs> eBay and uh, Nemeth. Because I do know like some... Like the plus sign in UEB is different from the plus sign in um, yes uh, old Braille. So so that's yes. why I why I thought that maybe mm -hmm. um, uh, UEB was using a different code if the plus sign and the minus are different. Oh uh, yeah, that's something interesting. You're right, very right. Minus and plus sign are and other signs are different, uh, uh, but uh, when the committee was making a decision and uh, Mr. Abraham Nimeth, Nimeth was there, Dr. I should say Dr. Nimeth and uh, another uh, gentleman, Chris Gray was there and they strongly argued in favor of Nimeth code, which had been widely used and uh, it had been really very well prepared, logically prepared code uh, to make math more comprehensible for the blind and visually impaired people. And the committee heard their views and said, ultimately said that, yes, we heard, we heard all your views, but, but we are not accepting Nimitz code for UEB. Mm -hmm. Who did that? How? We don't want to go into that politics, but the fact <laughs> remains that UEB does not accept Nimit code for math. It has its own math code. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see if there are more uh, comments or information about this Nimit code and UEB. Anybody would like to say more? Raise your hand. Oh, I see. I see Jules back up. I don't know. If yeah, you know Jules is a great just, resource. Yeah, I just wanted to repeat the resource um, that I mentioned earlier because it's more yes. on topic yeah. now. Um, mm -hmm. The UEB Math website, um, because that Nimitz isn't completely gone. It does incorporate a few of the signs um, that were taken from Nimitz, but yeah, it's a it's different. So um, UEB Math M A T H dot A P H tech t-e-c-h dot org has the entire math code um in the uev code um but in chapters that you can go by heading and you can really look at it um it's a really great resource you could even turn it into a pdf and stick it on voice stream or something um very handy and um I just thought I'd mention that again, uebmath.aphtech.org, and that's from the American Printing House for the Blind. Um, very good resource. And, you know, we were talking about weather the other day, and we were like, what's the degree sign in UEB? And that was on there. Wow. 
So you are so resourceful about resources. Thank you so much, Jewel. Okay, let's see anybody else has something more to contribute. Yes, sir. You have Linda Prakarsky is up. Yes, Linda Prakarsky. Well, the fact that the uh, UEB people didn't want to use Nemeth or incorporate Nemeth begs the question, does Nemeth, uh, is Nemeth not able to be translated to code by a computer and then back into text again? Is that the reason that they, does anybody know that? I mean, that's that's a conjecture on my part, but I'm just wondering. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see if anybody else has comments on, on what Linda said. Well, I don't know if this is a comment on what Linda said, but Scott Edwards has his hand up now. Okay. What's that? Well, yeah. I would. I was yeah. going to share. I was going to share yeah. a resource myself. Mm -hmm. um, but first of all, I, I'm not sure about this. Uh, this uh, about translation. I, I know some note takers. I, I'm pretty sure, at least one or two note takers have the ability to do Nimeth and to uh, use you know do from Nimeth to print. But I guess they they wrote a program for that. I, I, I'm pretty sure you'd have to consult um, the, the note-taker vendors to find out more about that. But uh, I was going to share a resource which, in a later, it has a series of video of, of YouTube. There's a YouTube resource. Uh, if you look for WCBVI videos, that's Wisconsin Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. They have a series on UEB and one of the later, one of the more um, advanced sections of that series talks, I seem to recall she talks a little bit about UEB with Nimeth and she talks about things like technical code, uh, which I, I guess would inc include either, would be either Nimeth or computer braille and, and anything dealing with the STEM field, science technology, engineering, and mathematics. And she also talks about code switching, which apparently is, allows you, which uh, from what I gather is a, a way of switching codes within a document so that to indicate, okay, what you're about to see is in Nimeth and what you're, and then what you're about to see is we're switching back to UEB. I'm pretty sure so that's she, what that is, Oh, sorry. She, so she talks uh, about that via video that you can listen? Yeah, it's a YouTube video. If you look for WCBVI videos um, on YouTube, there is a series of of, U, of UEB videos, and uh, one of the later um, videos in that series talks in, in the more advanced Hello. section Hello. talks about those things. Okay, I need to jump in and let you know that you've got one more minute. Yeah. All right. Thanks. That's all. I have. All right. Let's see quickly. Anybody else has something more to say about this? Nimit and UEB. It's going to have to be pretty quick. Uh, okay. Well, we, we got actually, we are registered for 75 minutes. So sometimes we go beyond the hour. Oh, but okay. If, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. But however, if you don't have time, I can just wrap up right now. Yeah, I I didn't know uh, okay. I I didn't yeah. I, I didn't know this was a seventy five minute call. I'm still thinking okay. it was out. Okay, no, I mean I'll conclude in about two minutes now. Anyway, you know, but if need be, we can go up to seventy five. 
accepted. Okay. Anybody else has a quick, quick comment before I wrap up? No hand up, right? Right, uh, Tom? Any, anyone? We do I have think. one hand raised. Yes. Okay, Rick. Go ahead, please. Okay, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just for a real quick note, um, to go from, if you have a, a Nemeth expression inside of UEB, you can indicate that with a dot four five six SH sign, which is, you know, 146, um, to say, here comes a, a Nemeth expression, and then 456-156 to go back to normal UEB. Oh, interesting to learn. Wow, you know so much. Ooh. Thank you so much. Okay. And the, uh, the, yeah. the degree sign, by the way, is dot four five j Yes. And the percent is 4-6 drop J. So just, just for a quick <laughs> reference there. But yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, these are the uh, different very signs in UEB. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad All to, right. to hear about these resources, that, uh, yeah. like the APH tech. Thing that that's good to know about. Thanks. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. All right. Thank yeah. you so much, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Beth, and thank you, everybody else, Jewel, uh, for asking and answering questions. I think we have had a quite uh, productive session today. I wasn't ready for any. Uh, I did not have any question on my list, but we got we got started and we did well. I think so. Thank you, everybody, for actively participating. This is what makes our session interactive because participants ask questions and participants answer uh, with some uh, more uh, uh, observations made by me. But overall, it, it went well, I think. So I wish you all a good week ahead, good weekend, and I'll see you next Thursday. Our poll star next Thursday is going to be Josephine McDowell. Uh, she's a board member of the uh, Bayview chapter of ACB. With that, I wish you all a good day ahead. And thank you so much for joining once again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Dr. Shaw and Tom. Thank you. you. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks. Bye now. <laughs>